Hi, welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you for joining me again. I have a friend who spent 21 years in prison. I'm glad to say he has now been out and sober for 20 years. A summation of his life is that he grew up in a six-foot by nine-foot prison cell. He got an hour in the yard each day. When you have surroundings such as these, your options are very few. Most of us don't grow up in a prison cell physically, but our minds can be encased by fear that keeps our options outside the realm of possibility. We cannot envision our lives being free from bondage. It's time to realize that Christ has not only set us free from prison, but destroyed it completely. Now it is time for our minds to break out. Give a listen. Breaking out or escaping from our prisons and fears requires great strength. Escape velocity from the earth in a rocket requires you go 25,000 miles per hour. The reason you need that much speed is you need to break the earth's gravitational hold on your rocket. Gravity keeps you in place. It holds you down. Unfortunately, our minds have developed habits that are similar in nature to gravity. These habits, these mindsets, hold us down and stop us from moving. In my poem today, I want to help us consider what it takes to break out. Breaking out of the finite into the infinite, from the limited to the limitless, from the bound to the unbound. Jabez asked God to enlarge his coast, and God did. Shall we ask for such favor? Would God do such for us? And how much should we ask of him? A God of the impossible, the phenomenal, the exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, a creator, our father, the inventor of grace and mercy. He is love, and he wants to share himself. In the scope of human existence, the universe seems limitless. It is an expanse we cannot cross. It was measured with the span of God's hand. Our lives can be 70 or 80 years, or perhaps a bit more. God inhabits eternity, and he has made you his beloved child, in whom he is well pleased. Break out of the past. Break out of the prisons. Break out of the confines, the ruts we have fallen into. Break out into his arms. Break out by his spirit. Break out by his promises. Break out by prayer. Break out by the name of Jesus. Break out. There's an old saying that a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. All too often we live with such limitations. I've been taught that the poverty mindset is not one that has to do with finances, but with meager possibilities. We need to recognize that with God, our options are limitless. When it comes to asking a favor of someone, we usually go to those who know us and love us best ones with whom we have built a relationship, and and not a short one. We have something on deposit with these people. Asking a stranger for a favor, big or small, is not usually answered in a positive manner. So what is your relationship like with your Heavenly Father? There's a man mentioned in the book of 1 Chronicles of whom we know very little. We know he was more honorable than his brothers, and that his mother gave birth to him in sorrow. That's all we know about his character. 
When the scripture speaks about Job, we are told that he was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, that's a very impressive resume. But we know very little about Jabez. He is in a list of dozens of the sons and family of Judah. Yet he's the only one given any description, a whole two verses worth. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Most translations simply render the first part of the verse, that God would bless him indeed. Yet what he literally said was, if blessing, thou wilt bless me. It's a play on words to bring emphasis. God, I really need your help. Your help. He's asking for such a blessing because his name literally means sorrow. Add to this, at that time the Canaanites were causing problems. So he said, I need a big time blessing. He then asked God to give him a bigger territory. This might be in reference to the problem with the Canaanites. Get my enemies away from me so I have more room to live peacefully. Jabez's next request was that God's hand might be with him. I need your help. I need your strength. I need you. And whatever I do and whatever circumstances I am in, I need your presence and help. And lastly, that God would keep him from evil. Again, perhaps a reference to the problems of the neighbors. All of these requests were met with this simple summary. And God granted him that which he requested. So what are you asking for? Jabez is not described as Job or Moses or David. He is simply more honorable than his brothers. And God granted him that which he requested. If you're trying to be perfect so that God will answer your prayers, quit it. He is the inventor of grace and mercy. He is love. According to Jewish tradition and the counting of years since creation, we are currently in the year 5781. Sometime before then, God chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world. He's been thinking about you and preparing for you for a little while. In Psalm 8, verse 4, it asks this question, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? God's been thinking about you. Are you thinking about him? Back in the Old Testament, he visited them. Now he lives within you. Are you spending time with him? After all, he's far more interesting than anybody you'll ever meet around here. Here's the place we need to get to. It's spoken of in Psalm 73, verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. I don't think you have to be perfect to get your prayers answered. Obedience and relationship are the great keys. And I have found great comfort in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The word for seek is zealous. It doesn't say we have to be perfect. We just need to be in a diligent pursuit of a relationship with him. And not just his wallet, 
We need to seek his face. Now look at this promise in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's his power that works in us. And God is able with that power to do exceeding abundantly above all that we, drum roll, ask or think. So I'll ask you again, what are you asking for? I know I've spoken much about relationship in previous episodes, and I've laid that foundation again in this episode. But the key I want to emphasize today is you have not because you ask not. We find this truth in James chapter 4, starting in verse 1. From whence comes wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. Motivation is very important. Why are you asking for the things that you want? Is it lust? God, I need three Maseratis and I need four houses. Please give me these things. Or perhaps, God, would you please provide my needs in a manner that will glorify you? This next verse blew my mind the first time it really registered. In Luke chapter 12, verse 32, Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's a little bit better than a Maserati. Jabez asked for his coast or his borders to be enlarged. God wants to give you the whole kingdom. Are our prayers minimalist? Oh, please, God, give me just a little bit so I can get by? That doesn't fit with what Jesus said. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. God our Father is the God of the impossible. He created the heavens and the earth. I think he did a pretty good job. How about you? As to his ability, consider this. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. The universe, in relationship to God, fits between the tip of his thumb and the tip of his little finger, the span of his hand. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I think he can afford it. It's time to supersize our prayers for ourselves, our families, our friends, our world. So let's break out of our small-mindedness. Let's break out of fears that have stopped us from walking in His will. Again, we don't have to be perfect. We just need to be moving forward the best we can. And if we stumble, He'll be there to pick us up, dust us off, and help us move forward again. Let's learn something about the will of God. Jesus said this. So I think it's pretty safe to expect it to be true. John 15 verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. You should be fruitful in your life. It makes God look good, otherwise known as he gets glorified. Somewhere in the Bible it says that by their fruits ye shall know them. 
These verses I've shown you today indicate that we should have a cornucopia full of fruit. You have a Bible full of promises. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are authorized to use the name of Jesus in your prayers. We have the resources of heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Can you imagine lack or poverty of any sort in heaven? This prayer says that we are to call the kingdom of heaven here. The kingdom is the power and authority and resources of the kingdom. If Jesus can say this, I think it's safe for us to acquire the same attitude. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. But as I have said, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Actually, he said that too. We need to get our eyes off of our finite and into his infinite. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. We have a treasure, the power. Are we exercising it to break out? Sometimes we live in a prison so long it becomes our home. We're comfortable there. There are no surprises. And it doesn't take any effort to live there. But to break out of that prison takes work, takes hard work. We have to grow to hate the prison walls that we've been staring at for far too long. But it's not by our strength that we will break out. Jabez made his request that God would bless him indeed, enlarge his coast, and that his hand would be with him, and that he would keep him from evil. And God granted him that which he requested. Jabez was an Israelite under the law. You are a child of God seated at the right hand of God. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. What do your coast or borders look like? Is it only the hand of God that is upon you? What about his spirit? Can God keep you from evil? So I ask you the question again, what are you asking for?